0: Welcome. You are listening to the 919 podcast, the only podcast telling the stories of the over 1.5 million people living within and transforming the triangle. I'm your host, John Carter. So actually, today's episode is very special. Um, Since the beginning of the podcast, I've really wanted to focus on interesting people and organizations they're part of. Most of them, though, tend to be things you might have heard of before or have a lot of exposure already. But today's episode, I sat down with a few public servants who advocate for you or people you know, and you probably won't even know about it. Wendy Jacobs and Jeff Austin talk about what they're doing to advocate for the senior population in Durham County. I was blown away by all the work they do to help the thousands of residents in the area. I think you'll enjoy hearing about it. So again, I'm hanging out with Wendy Jacobs and Jeff Austin. Let's get started. All right, I am here with Wendy Jacobs, chair of the Durham Board of County Commissioners and Jeff Austin, the chair of Durham County Adult Care Home Community Advisory Committee. Uh, we are sitting here at the Durham County Commissioner's Office here in downtown Durham, right off Main Street. So, guys, thanks for being on the 919 podcast. Thanks, thanks for so much, us. John. Yeah, so today we were talking primarily about advocacy for residents of adult care homes. Jeff, when you reached out about two months ago, uh, I thought this was kind of specific, but actually, it's perfect for the podcast because we get to highlight some of the awesome work. People are doing the triangle to help others. So um, excited to get into that. Maybe first introduce yourselves, Wendy. Let's start with you. So, where are you from? How'd you get to the area? Take it away.
1: So uh, I have been. I hate to say this, but I have. I first came to Durham, uh, getting on about forty years ago. Uh, came here uh, to go to Duke University.
0: I've heard of uh, it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and uh, you know, from I grew up in New Jersey. Uh, but you know, I've spent obviously a much greater portion of my life here. Um, but basically, have have been uh, in the in Durham in and out, but basically here most of most of that time. So, uh, just got got involved in the community as a Duke student, and have done a lot of different things to the point that I'm now an elected official.
0: So, how did you become the chair of the uh, board of county commissioners? That's an interesting journey, I'm sure. So.
1: Well, I think, you know, first of all, being chair is different than, let's say, being mayor because, you know, the mayor is elected uh, by the population, the voting population, but um, being chair is something that is a decision that's made amongst actual the board votes each year on the leadership of chair or vice chair. Um, So I'm honored to serve as chair. Um, on our board and I really love um, serving in this position. But just in terms of being a County Commissioner, uh, really for me was just an evolution of my involvement uh, in the community. And most recent, the most recent event was, um, I was on the Durham Planning Commission for six years and I had led a, a neighborhood campaign to create a park called the Hollow Rock Nature Park okay, and so those events I think really kind of propelled me into a situation where I was really involved with government and um, decision-making and uh, you know getting kind of the big picture on a lot of issues that really inspired me um, to to run for office and serve in this capacity
0: so going to Duke, fell in love with the area and I just keep serving the area Exactly, exactly And then, Jeff, same for you. How did you get to be in the area, and what kept you here?
2: Well, I'm from Georgia originally, and my wife is from Chapel Hill, so I followed her to the Triangle. We were living in Chicago for about two years, but wanted to be closer to family, so we made our way down here. Um, Her family's all around the Triangle, and uh, mine is in North Carolina as well now, too. So that's been about four years, and uh, as soon as I got here, I started thinking about ways to work in the community and found out... um, about the Durham advisory boards and commissions, and the adult care home committee really spoke to me in, in my day life. I'm a uh, elder law attorney and a state planning attorney, and so um, I've also had some family experiences that made me realize the importance of, uh, of uh, the issue of aging and the elderly in our communities. And so I've um, been on the committee about three years and chair for about two years.
1: And let me just jump in, John. I just <laughs> want to say we have 44 citizen boards and commissions in Durham and then the city has their own uh, and some of them are joint city county but um, I am just so appreciative for Jeff um, and what he's doing and all of the people on his uh, commission because uh, we we literally could not do uh, what we do in Durham County government if it was not for all of the expertise and the talent um, and just all the hard work that, that hundreds hundreds of um, durham residents put into this community
0: that's awesome and i can't wait to hear about uh, one specifically so jeff uh, maybe i'll ask this of you but what it, what is the durham county adult care home community advisory committee okay it's a long title <laughs> uh, but yeah what is it yeah we are um,
2: we are a group of volunteers that we're appointed by the county commissioners including wendy and as she mentioned there are several dozen in the county and, and one other worth mentioning is the nursing home committee. Durham is a large county, of course, and so we have a nursing home committee as well as our own committee, the adult care home committee. And we, we are written into North Carolina law. We have a responsibility to visit all the adult care homes and family care homes, uh, which is to say the, the homes meeting the, the long-term care needs of, of the elderly. Uh, we have a mandate to visit them quarterly and annually, and we do that, so we are about 20 people, all volunteers, we're a working committee, we wow. meet monthly, we also, in smaller groups, go around to all those homes. There are 13 adult care homes, 32 family care homes, so th- those are smaller, uh, more residential than the the adult care homes. And everything we do is about advocating on behalf of residents and helping them more uh, fully realize their rights as residents of long-term care
0: homes. That's awesome. Yeah. We had Steve uh, Shull on the podcast um, the other week, and he was saying that I think there's an average of 25 people uh, a day that move to Durham. So a lot of those are people that want to retire in the area. So I guess what makes this committee, I think a lot of bigger cities have something like this, but what makes this unique to Durham specifically?
2: Well, that's exactly right. And um, we I, I come across that in in my work on the committee and elsewhere, that people who People are moving to durham who don't even necessarily have a strong tie to durham but they find it a desirable place to retire to and to grow old in and uh as in my work as an attorney i meet a lot of people who are working with their aging parents and the parents might be moving into this area to be closer to their working adult children and so it, it is about it's a an issue in a population that's growing here in durham county so again that's why we had these uh split between our nursing home Committee and our adult care home committee because it's just such a large population of, of people and of homes in Durham that, that we need to have uh, all that much more attention paid to it.
0: Gotcha. And then, what are your what are your volunteers doing? So there's twenty of you. And what do you do every time you meet or throughout the months? Yeah. Right. We we visit
2: quarterly and annually the all the homes we. We go into the homes. Now we advocate on behalf of residents. We're not uh, inspectors or licensors. We don't have any authority to compel anyone to do anything. But we are written into law and there's a role for us to meet with people. So we go in, we talk to people, we listen to what people have to say, residents. We always exit by talking with an administrator and letting the administrator know what we're hearing. There's a Bill of Rights, a Long-Term Care Residence Bill of Rights written into North Carolina law, and that's sort of the foundation of everything we do. So we talk and, and see if people have if people know about them, and that's even one thing we look for. The Bill of Rights, by law, should be on the home, on the wall of every one of these homes, and so mm-hmm. we make sure that it, that it is and people know about it. And we basically listen to what people have to say, and one of those rights, which is a core right for us, is confidentiality. So we always respect that right of privacy and confidentiality. If somebody feels that there's a need for us to bring up an issue with uh, administration, we can do that. But we also want to empower people to realize their rights themselves and make sure that they know about resources available to them. That could be adult protective services in the county social services department, or it could be at the state level, our long-term care ombudsman, which has a a mandate through federal law to help Residents of long-term care homes,
0: or someone in elder law, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> or an elder law attorney. That's awesome. Uh, so maybe Wendy, this is to you, but you know, what is during what is the county doing to meet the needs of these increased number of residents? Um,
1: yeah, right. well, absolutely. Well, yeah, I mean, this is a really big challenge that we have because um, you know, just just thinking about physically what a committee like Jeff's committee is doing. Uh, the, the people power it takes to go out and actually check in at all these facilities and make sure that people are being treated properly. Um, we have um, Durham senior population from 2010 to 2020 will have increased 67 percent. So we, with the demographic that's happening in Durham County is happening all over the country and all over the world. So we are seeing uh, that you know we have an aging population uh, here in Durham, and um, I'm just looking at we we did a we just completed a report on Durham's livability for older adults that was done a joint city county report that um, is going to be the foundation for an aging plan for Durham City and County, and we collaborated together on this because. Um, What's project, right now, as of 2016, we had uh, we had a, s- a senior population of um, 65 and older of about 38,000 people. Well, that is projected in 2035 to basically double. We wow. have a doubling of that. And then similarly uh, for even adults 85 and older. So we really have to be prepared to... Um, meet the the needs of seniors people want to age in place so how is it that we help people be able to stay independent um, stay at home and already I'm also one of my other roles is that I'm vice chair of our social services board well, we already have a waiting list for Meals on Wheels we already have a waiting list for in-home care for aides to come in and help people with basic needs Um, So just thinking about how we prepare for people who come maybe to move here and and maybe they're mobile and independent, but then as they remain here, their circumstances change. People come here to be with their children or grandchildren or just uh, people who have have been living here their whole life. Um, One of the remarkable statistics that I find in this report is that um, a very high percentage of Uh, seniors are actually homeowners Um, higher than the um, population at large 74 percent of seniors are homeowners and most of them are living alone and many of them actually do not have a car so if we just start thinking about things like home repairs uh, transportation um, those those become critical issues so when i think about seniors and what we need to focus on you know housing affordable housing keeping people in their homes, transportation, um, and just having people's basic needs met um, are really some of the challenges that we're gonna be facing.
0: Now, I was maybe Durham specific, you know, you have um, have all these young professionals coming to the area, they want really good jobs, they wanna live downtown. Uh, You just mentioned uh, these people coming for the obviously quality of life. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe, what are people moving to Durham that they couldn't get somewhere else? when they're retiring
1: right well you know a lot of people move here because of the great um, culture that we have here I mean they come here uh, for th- there's just so much happening uh, you know in terms of the arts and music uh, they come here because of all the learning opportunities people are very engaged with um, lifelong learning um, it, it's there's a lot of opportunities for social interaction and uh, the seniors here are really, really active, volunteering. Uh, it's just it's a really good quality of life, um, and I think that's one of the reasons that people come here. Um, <clears throat> we, I was just national night out. One of our stops was over at Carolina Arbors, which is a uh, 55 and older community of like 3,000 people. And they have a turnout of like 450 people for wow. National Night Out. And the conversations that I had, people were from all over the country. And they just absolutely love living in Durham. And, and again, they've come here usually because of a child or a grandchild um, that has brought them here. But it's just, I think the quality of life is what brings people here.
0: Awesome all right we're going to take a quick break and when we get back we're going to talk more about some of these challenges of addressing these needs and then how we can get involved hey 919 listeners if you're looking for budget-friendly things to do in the triangle check out one of my favorite websites triangleonthecheap.com every week it features a free events list usually with more than 100 events including concerts festivals movies kids' activities, educational opportunities, free food, theater, outdoor recreation, and much more. In the summer, you'll find a big list of outdoor movies and concerts. In the fall, you'll learn about free multicultural festivals. And in the winter, you'll see a day-by-day list of tree lightings and Christmas parades. At Triangle on the Cheap, um, they think that you should be able to get the most out of the community and have fun even if your budget is tight, and I'm all for that. You can follow along on Facebook or Twitter, but the best way to keep up is to subscribe on Triangle on the Cheap by email. Okay, so Jeff, let's talk about maybe some of the rights that residents, um, you know, of adult care homes have. So you mentioned you go and you, you try to educate them, talk to them about the the bill of rights. So yeah, just talk to that a little bit.
2: That's right. Well, it's it's a bill of rights in our law, and uh, it's on the bo- on the wall of each each home that we visit and so we just use that as our basis and it covers some very basic things like the right to be free of abuse and neglect and exploitation and that's the kind of thing that could merit a report with the consent of the resident but it also covers things like citizens right basic rights of citizenship and so last year around election time we were talking to people about voting and seeing that people had had the opportunity to vote and whether transportation was being provided for things like that uh freedom from restraint a big issue in these homes is chemical restraint of course uh, physical restraint without without uh, without that requirement is is also a crime under North Carolina law but chemical restraint is something we pay a lot of attention to and there's a big movement in in this community of this long term care community to move toward less restrictive means to restrain somebody and so uh, rather than psychotropic medication using uh, music and that's something that's Hmm. that's uh, tested very positively uh, there's one home that we visit where there's a particular resident who can get very anxious but she loves the Beatles, and so in each sunroom at each end of the of the home there's a boom box playing the Beatles, and she nice. cycles back uh, between those two rooms throughout the day and uh, that keeps her calm and she doesn't need to be sedated with medication that way so there's a lot of programs that come from, from outside and, and do programs like that within the, walls of the, uh, within the walls of these homes. So that's a rights issue too, because the right to be free from chemical restraint is uh, without, when it's not necessary, is, is part of that Bill of Rights. So we listen to people and see what's important to them. And um, another thing is that a lot of these homes have residence councils or family councils where the residents or the family members can communicate with administrators of the homes. And so we always ask if those are functioning and what kind of issues are coming up there.
1: Yeah, I think unfortunately, you know, what Jeff is referring to is, you know, we think about child welfare and child abuse being being a problem, but uh, we, we have similar issues uh, with, um, you know, adult protective services and adult um, needing to protect older adults. And, and Durham County actually has uh, A number of adults that we are the custody of uh, similar that we might have with children and foster care situations Um, and and also thinking of what Jeff was just talking about we have a um, dementia inclusive Durham is very active um, helping for us to understand that you know there's a lot of new research out there about um, different ways um, that communities can respond to the needs that people have and so one of the other great things that we're working on besides um, this uh, aging plan for Durham is that um, the, uh, the Durham, the Mayor and the City Council and the Durham Board of County Commissioners and I are uh, working on Durham being designated uh, as what's called an age-friendly community, and
0: and Wendy is holding up a uh, <laughs> brochure. I know you guys can't see it, but it's it's really nice. And so tell me about the uh, age-friendly or um, yeah, age-friendly community.
1: So you know, age-friendly is the means that you know a community is a great place to live whether you're eight years old or 88 years old. So um, a lot of things that you know make I think Durham appealing. Let's say for millennials, you know. Uh, being able to be use transit or be pedestrian oriented, you know, things being walkable, um, those are those are great for seniors too. Um, so we we want to really look at how we do everything. You know, crossing the street, um, our access to transit, housing, um, our parks, uh, everything with that in mind. Um, you know that you know this would be a great place to live no matter what your age
0: is is raleigh or chapel hill age-friendly community so
1: orange county and wake county are already in the process yes and so we we uh we need we need to get with it (laughs) and um this is a designation that is through the world health organization and aarp okay so i'm really excited that we are going to be beginning that process that's
0: very cool and are a lot of you mentioned um wake and um Orange County, but are there a lot of other North Carolina cities or there, counties? There are
1: other counties, too, that I think Chatham County is, is also uh, just begun that. So, um, yeah, so there are other counties that are engaged in that.
0: Awesome. Yeah. And we already know that the triangle is age-friendly. We just have to make that official. So. Right, right, because it could yeah. be
1: as simple as just the way your street lights are timed mm-hmm. so that you have enough time to cross the street. Yeah. And, again, that's the same thing that would impact a child as it would
0: um, a senior so very cool and then you have uh, is that something you're kind of in charge of pioneering or well th- this go to Steve or uh,
1: well it's it has definitely been a priority for me um, I just went off the board of our senior center the Durham Center for senior life I was on that board for six years um, so uh, you know this is uh, been definitely a personal priority of mine is um, you know, people being able to age in place, have a good quality of life, making sure that we're doing all that we can for our seniors. So that's why the work that um, Jeff is doing um, and his committee and the Nursing Home advisor Committee is so important. I, I would say that these two committees are among uh, really the most vital because they, they are really making a difference directly impacting uh, people's lives and really providing a service that we um, Durham County government is not uh, doing otherwise and uh, and they they travel I mean they have to go out and they make these site visits but I imagine uh, that it's also rewarding for people as well uh, to do to do the work who are on the committee so, yeah Jeff I was going to yeah. ask
0: how can people get involved if you know they're hearing this like i want to volunteer you know, yeah. yeah so how does that work well i just want to say first it is
2: very rewarding and that one of the things i love most is doing the visits and talking to people and getting a perspective from someone who's uh, been walking around a lot longer than i have but uh there we are we are committing we're accepting volunteers and there's an application process through the county and i think a search term for durham county boards and commissions will Uh, reveal the application we meet every third Tuesday of the month at the Durham Senior Center Center for Senior Life and we do we do visits outside of that time according to what team we're on and but there are a lot of other great initiatives in the community and other great ways to get involved and Wendy's already mentioned a couple of them the the dementia inclusive Durham is one that we overlap with um, somewhat and they are around making Durham a friendly place for people with memory problems and they do a lot of good work and are also, it's just spreading a lot, of, a lot of the best practices and the evidence base around, around the community on that. And uh, Meals on Wheels is another one that you mentioned, that Wendy mentioned, that uh, provides such a vital link to, to, to people that, uh, to our aging community. And of course, we, our particular committee is focused on residents and adult care homes, but uh, I'm happy that we're talking with Wendy too, because it's, it's all a continuum and the, those populations are linked to people inside and outside.
0: Awesome. And are you working with Raleigh and Chapel Hill and some of these other local communities as well? I mean, you, yeah. you, obviously Durham's one of the biggest, but...
2: Right. Well, there are, there is a committee like ours in each county, and we, we, are, we work with an ombudsman, a state long-term care ombudsman. We work with the regional ombudsman, I should say, which covers a triangle. And so, yeah, we overlap a bit with those that are in neighboring counties and see them at the functions and the continuing education that we do. Um, There's also a great group called Friends of Residents and Long-Term Care, which is more of an advocacy organization focused on advocacy at the state level around Medicaid reimbursement rates and making information about licensing more transparent to people who are maybe to families who are trying to decide where to put a family member. And so they do a lot of great work on advocacy and and the the lawmaking process. And and I'll
1: just add. you know, adult services, um, funding for that, we, we get no funding from the state. Wow. So all our funding is either federal or local. So a lot of the programs that we have in Durham, believe it or not, it's sad to say this, but we have a, we have a fund for burials. Um, the, the, um, a lot of our programs uh, related to adult services are really, uh, either they're, it's federal money or it's a lot of local funding. Uh, from Durham County government so um, you know these are these are needs that are only going to increase again as we see our senior population increase and you know we all want our loved ones um, and our family members and you know our future selves (laughs) (laughs) to be able to again have have the dignity and um, have the respect um, and um, have, have the good quality of life that, that, that they deserve and that we all deserve so um, awesome. again I'm so appreciative of um, Jeff and, and the um, long chair uh, group for, for what they do
0: awesome well yeah. unless there's something else uh, we want to talk about well that's, in, that's a really good note to end on so Jeff and Wendy thanks so much for all the work you're doing it's really exciting to see um, you know some of the things you're talking about happen So
1: and thank you for, for giving us this opportunity
0: Awesome. Thanks, you just listened to Wendy and Jeff talk about how they are advocating for the growing elderly population in Durham County and beyond. If you like the pod, subscribe and give a five-star rating and tell your friends about it. You can keep up with the pod throughout the week on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The919Podcast. Until next time, thanks for listening.